Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Katie Wilson, co-founder of Belly Welly. Katie founded Belly Welly with her husband, Nick Wilson. Katie was previously a celebrity matchmaker and then worked as the chief dating strategist for Match.com. Katie founded Belly Welly as she personally suffers from IBS and found that the space lacked options. Belly Welly's square-shaped baked nutrition bars, which are certified low FODMAP by Monash University, currently come in a variety of flavors, our favorite being birthday cake or the latest cookies and cream. All of them are made without gluten, dairy, or sugar alcohols and are packed with probiotics. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys, for having me. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, We're pumped to be talking to you. For our listeners, it would be super helpful for you to introduce yourself as well as tell us a little bit about Belly Welly. Absolutely. I'm Katie, the co-founder of Belly Welly. Our other co-founder is my husband, Nick, who is madly fulfilling orders downstairs. (laughs) But I founded Belly Welly because... I mean for the simple reason that I have debilitating IBS and couldn't understand why there wasn't a food brand making food products for people like myself. And in doing so, I realized just how massive and huge the IBS and I'll say the IBS and beyond community really is. So today, Belly Welly is the first soft-baked, low FODMAP snack bar with probiotics to market. We did not shy away from words like IBS or SIBO or bloating in our branding, in our story. So you will often see us called the IBS friendly snack bar, and we are totally fine with that. And our product is low FODMAP, vegan, gluten-free, no sugar alcohols. And as I mentioned, probiotics in every bar. Amazing. Appreciate that. And for a little context so that our listeners can understand your portfolio, can you just tell us like what your product offerings look like, as well as like your different SKUs and flavors? Yes. So as of today, you'll see five core flavors and something we've started doing simply because the community asked us to, is to launch what we're calling exclusive flavors. So flavors that are available for a short time. In both cases, we've done that now twice. The community loved the exclusive flavor drop so much that now we're thinking they may become a a part of the permanent group of flavors we have. But the intention is Listen to the community. We get flavor ideas all the time. The one I heard this morning was salted caramel. Another I heard this morning was Java chip frappuccino. <laughs> Sorry, Starbucks. So we get flavor flavor ideas all the time and we try our best to incorporate those and launch about two flavors a quarter. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd love to understand what makes your bars, quote unquote, low FODMAP, IBS friendly and if we can just kind of unpack those terms, because I don't know if for everyone sure. is familiar with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What is low FODMAP? I have no yes. idea. Yes. Great question, Daniel. Like me, right? My, my quick story is, is, you know, I found myself, as I mentioned, with debilitating gut issues. Couldn't find a name for those gut issues on Google. But I did know I was trying everything under the sun, whether that be the gluten-free diet. I was trying, you know, all the weird supplements you find on Amazon had no luck. And I was also, you know, doing colonoscopies and endoscopies and breath tests through my, through my GI doctor and kind of eventually walked out of the office with a, Hey, you've got IBS diagnosis, which ends up unfortunately being the catch-all term for you've got gut issues. We don't know what they are, but we know they're very real and we know they're impacting your life. Try the low FODMAP diet. Like, you know, I, I absolutely fell into this camp. Um, 
you know, I had gut issues. So I immediately tried to cut out gluten and then I tried to cut out dairy and found it didn't really make a difference. So when I got that black and white low FODMAP handout, I did my best and I followed the low FODMAP diet. And I realized this is the first time I've ever actually felt better. FODMAPs are short chain carbohydrates that are poorly digested. And it's not always obvious what those are. So for example, apples are high in FODMAPs, right? But apples sound like a really good idea. Before I knew better, I was having an apple a day because you're supposed to have an apple a day. And it turns out that's a, that's a massive trigger food for me. Uh, and I only realized that in following the low FODMAP diet. The other interesting thing about the low FODMAP diet is it's not yes and no's, right? So there are no's, right? Garlic is a great example of something that you just should avoid, but it's, it's often about threshold, thresholds. So for example, in the case of almonds, you can have 10 almonds, but if you start having 20, you know, if you get into the 20 almond territory, you're going to find yourself struggling, which makes it a very difficult diet to follow as a consumer. Cause you're kind of trying to <laughs> decipher looking at nutrition labels on the back of products in the grocery store hey, does this have 10 almonds or 13 almonds? I really can't tell. And I just, there were so few low FODMAP snack options in the market, but I saw firsthand just how massive this community actually was. So I couldn't understand where where that uh, gap in in communication was happening um, or why I should say why that gap in communication was happening. So the low FODMAP diet was created by Monash University. They're based out of Australia. They today are the gold standard when it comes to certifying products low FODMAP. It's a pretty extensive process. We went, it, it was much harder than we thought. And I say that it gives me confidence as a shopper that if I see that blue Monash low FODMAP sticker or symbol, I know it's really low FODMAP. We had to put our product through FODMAP testing for all flavors and not all flavors passed the first go round. So we had to make constant tweaks to the formula to ensure that it really was low FODMAP in the end. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing story. And I just think this whole mystery that it, the, the IBS kind of diagnosis where essentially it's not clear exactly what it is. It's not clear if it's like colitis or is it like Crohn's or, and then you start doing those kind of tests and you realize it's not. And then you still don't really have like a specific diagnosable solution for solving this problem. Then your whole life is kind of just maintenance and trying to maintain the symptoms at a tolerable level. Yes. That's so Daniel, that's like that word maintenance. So spot on. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think what's exciting, I mean, you're solving the the need square in the head, right? Like your leading function, right, is is kind of these ingredients that are supposed to really help for this kind of diagnosis. Are you excited about what you're seeing kind of in the general food and beverage category, other, you know, probiotic sodas, other kind of areas being penetrated with innovation to maybe help live it, you know, living with this kind of diagnosis more feasible? Yeah, it's a great question. So we see gut health as a really broad category and we're kind of tackling, I'd like to think one piece of gut health, right? So I will say, I don't see as many low FODMAP options in the market yet as I hope to see one day. That said, you know, the core tenant of our business, we're watching low FODMAP on Google closely. And it's really interesting. I know there's no visuals here, but the line goes like this. And in the last year, we've seen that line go like this. So it is growing in popularity hugely, especially in the last 12 months, which I think is encouraging, right? As a consumer, I would love to see a low FODMAP grocery aisle in the near future. And I actually don't think that's far off. A lot of the conversations we're having with retail thought leaders, they've they've asked us, they've said, you know, do you think you could champion a, a low FODMAP aisle in the store? And I my answer is yes, it needs to be there, especially because we know 
that 70% of Americans have daily gut issues, which is mind blowing to me. And the thought is about one in five have IBS. Yeah. So that market's massive. massive. Crazy number. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I mean, you think about like vegan, gluten-free, these like kind of like basic kind of consumer needs that are obviously being covered with much more product offerings. Is there an idea where, I mean, I don't know if you're thinking through belly welly like this, you're keeping it pretty uh, kind of consisting of one main product, the bar. Is there a day where this becomes the FODMAP company that a hundred percent. Yes. We are not a bar company. And which sounds funny, right? Because today we are a bar company, but bars was our accidental entry point. Daniel, you know, I know Rachel has heard a bit about my story, but the the quick version is, is that I was missing chocolate chip cookies. And by missing, I was crying because I couldn't have a chocolate chip cookie one night. So my husband hired a formulator and a food scientist to crack the code on the perfect low FODMAP chocolate chip cookie. Good and <laughs> He's a good guy. After six months, he did in our kitchen with the help of experts over Zoom. And so the intention, my initial you know, intention for this was a cookie. And it wasn't even to start a company. It was just frankly, because I was missing chocolate chip cookies and there wasn't an option. And so I loved these cookies so much and was using them as my on-the-go snack. So we bought a bar mold on Amazon and started squishing them into bar mold so that I could take them on the go. So this, you know, I did, I did not set out saying I'm going to start a bar company. You know, in fact, to be totally honest, I, we grapple all the time with, with the fact that we're called a bar because Rachel, I know you've had them. They're not really bars. They're like a cookie bite. So to, you know, long story short, we're not a bar company. You're going to see us play a lot in the sweet snacks category in the next year or two, but we do think we have an opportunity to touch just about every point in the grocery store, because I will tell you as a consumer, I can't touch many points in the grocery store. I'm excluded from many of the categories as they are today. And I want to change that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I suffer from IBS and terrible stomach issues, as Daniel knows. And as you know, it's not fun. I think we, as you mentioned, you know, like IBS, stomach issues, these things aren't the most like sexy areas to talk about, but I think you guys have done a really awesome job of figuring out a way to make them sexy. I mean, just like your packaging alone is beautiful, like fun, bright, poppy, you know, like iridescent almost. You use a lot of pinks, like it's it's a fun thing. And recently you had this amazing billboard in Los Angeles. And I would love for you to share a little bit about this as well as like the motivation behind making IBS something cooler to talk about. Totally. I'll give my quick shout to the the people that I actually think built our brand, which was, so my background was I was a celebrity matchmaker for years. And I eventually went over to Match where I was the chief dating strategist. And while I was there, I worked with two really talented designers that are responsible for building many of the dating products uh, everyone uses today. And so when I started this company, I knew I needed their vision. And they, they had never designed a CPG company or, or brand uh, before. And I called and said, can you make IBS look cool on a package? And they said, no. And I said, I know you can. So they really built out that brand, the look and feel. And, and I am obsessed with it to this day. I, the poor guys, I tell them literally daily how much I love their work. So they've been a, they've been a huge part of this too. and the billboard came about, I can't, I can't pretend that was well thought out or even kind of years in the making because it certainly wasn't. But I saw this trend kind of emerging on TikTok 
And that trend was, you know, hot girls have stomach problems. And of course that made me laugh, but I started to think more thoughtfully about that. And, you know, we know one of our missions is to destigmatize IBS, right. And destigmatize, not just IBS, the conversation around gut issues. If in fact, 70% of Americans are dealing with gut issues and that, you know, that's a mind blowing statistic. That means we're all not talking about it enough. You know, no one has any issues saying they're gluten-free, but we need to get to that point you know, with stomach issues, whether it be IBS or SIBO or just regular bloating or food intolerances. So I was driving one day and I thought, I wonder if we can kind of reclaim the word or destigmatize the word using this kind of emerging TikTok trend. So my own spin on it was hot girls have IBS. And as I was driving through LA, I thought this belongs on a hot pink billboard in the middle of LA. And I called our COO and he laughed. He's like, are you sure? I said, I'm definitely sure. And like you guys, I had no idea, I'm sure. I had no idea how to go get a billboard, right? So I literally called up, I looked up LA billboards and called the first name I saw on the list. I said, how do I get a billboard in LA? And this is what I wanted to say. And I think the guys on the other side of the phone were thinking like, this is a bad idea, but okay. Um, They said, okay, we can help you with that. And so I spent hours agonizing over kind of where I wanted it to be and ultimately lucked out with the placement. It was 405 visible and it happened to be in the middle of a the, the busiest part of LA and we put it up. And I think to date it will remain the best $7,000 we've ever spent as a business because we saw a real kind of shift in culture come from the billboard. The first day we put it up, a celebrity posted a photo in front of it and said, IBS, it's a lifestyle. And that meant every other celebrity came out and, and supported the billboard and was willing to come out and say, I've got IBS, I'm a hot girl with IBS. And by day three, you know, we're living in Orange County now. So I made the drive up to LA and I'll never forget. I made the drive to the billboard and there was a line of nine people outside waiting to take a photo in front of it. And I thought, this is so cool. This signals that this is more than, this is more than a bar brand. You know, we have, we have started a conversation that I, that is very important to me. We ended up launching Hot Girls Have IBS sweatshirts. And today our second best-selling product, which is crazy and cool. And I love it. And every day I wake up to tens of selfies that people send me in their sweatshirts and nothing makes me happier. Cause I get sweatshirts from, I get selfies from guys in their forties. I've had a sweatshirt from, or a selfie from a 75 year old who said, I've never felt hotter. So to me, that's exactly what we wanted to accomplish. And now we're scaling that strategy a bit. So we have a billboard going up in Portland on Tuesday which is going to be an interesting new market. I'm from Portland, so I'm biased, but I think it's going to be a great, a great market. And, you know, we're going to keep rolling this out until we, until we can't. Katie, it's such an epic story. <laughs> it's, it's a totally, it's a total happy accident. I'd like to say that it was, you know, so strategic and so well thought out, but we definitely got lucky and, you know, hopefully we get lucky on the next one too. Yeah. I mean, the billboard thing is funny. It's it obviously it feels like old school, but at the same time, like I was listening to this podcast the other day with the Cavu founder, Brett, and he used to be really involved in like helping people get billboard space. And he was like super into it. And that was his big pitch to like being a value add investor. He would like own the billboard space. Um, Yeah, I mean. The other thing is that that you a good point that you bring up is just destigmatizing the conversation. And so I think that's just such an interesting approach for a company. And like there's so many consumer needs where a company can come in if they can just destigmatize the actual consumer need and, and get people talking about it. That drives so much awareness for conversion. And I see another company like I don't know if you've heard of Cake and what they're doing with sexual wellness, but in a way it's like 
it's a, it's a similar approach. Like sexual wellness is one of those things that like consumers don't really feel comfortable talking about. You come in, you destigmatize the, the conversation totally. and then all of a sudden there's just all this awareness to capitalize on. So it's totally brilliant. What's been really cool for me is to see that aha moment that customers are having, right? Because yeah. it's, it's almost the same, it's almost the meme effect, right? The reason we all like memes is you see it and you're like, that's so me or that's so relatable. And that billboard prompts prompts that feeling for so many of our consumers because they've been living with this and dealing with this, Rachel, you know, right? It's like such a big part of your life. And then when someone comes out and talks about it in a big way, you're like, that's so me. I'm not the only one. And so we keep getting to witness that moment over and over and over again. And that is like what gets me up in the morning. I think that's the coolest. I'm like, we're in this together. Like there's so many of us yeah. and none of us really knew there was so many of us. And now yep. we do. Yep. As you said, you're more than a bar brand. What is next? Yeah. So it's close, but I can't share yet, but it's a sweet snack. The reason we lean so heavily into sweet snacks as kind of our next move, like I said, bars was an accident to be totally honest. But the reason we continue to innovate in sweet snacks is because that's what our consumers keep telling us they want. So we built this brand because we we built a Facebook community prior to ever launching, prior to even you know even having aspirations of launching a brand or a business. I built a Facebook community simply because I was fiercely obsessed and curious about the space. I came down with gut issues one day and that threw me for a loop and I wanted to learn more and understand more. So started building this, this Facebook community and uh, that community has been pivotal pivotal in our success and and every decision we've made. They chose the name of the company. They chose the tagline. They chose every flavor we've launched. They chose our ingredient lineup. They told us they didn't want Stevia. We took Stevia out. We listened to them. Last night, a a customer emailed me with an epic idea that we should offer a merch bar box combo. And we're totally going to do that. Another customer told me a week ago, we should do a breakfast box. So now we're totally going to do that. So Every time we survey customers, they tell us that they're they're missing they're missing out on on the go snacks and they're missing out on sweet treats. You know, with IBS, can you make yourself white rice and vegetables every night? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Is that like a, a fulfilling life? For me, it wasn't, and it turns out for many of our consumers, no. Right? You still want the on the go treat. You want to be able to have the the sweet snack here and there. So that's totally what's missing in their lives today, and that's why we're going to lean into that first and foremost. Is the merch going to be a pink shirt that says IBS is hot or what? <laughs> right now we have hot girls have IBS sweatshirts. We just launched low FODMAP just became cool. turns out people love that one too. And we're doing something cool next. We are partnering with a few celebs on exclusive merch drops. Celebs with IBS who sought us out and they happen to be some of my favorite celebrities. And so we are going to partner with them and launch some exclusive merch that's specific to to their own story with IBS. That's what I'll say for now. Nice. I'll take one of those shirts to the nightclub with me. Love it. Oh, we've got we've <laughs> we've gotten like many nightclub selfies at this point. And <laughs> we've gotten some epic selfies. Uh, I have them in a folder and I don't know what to do with them other than just like I love them every time someone sends them. Make like a collage. An totally. selfie collage. Totally. One day totally. when Belly Welly has an actual office, you can put them up in the office. Uh, it would be very cool. That's, that's actually a great idea. I, I will say that. that guys love them. We thought we were going to need like a hot boys version, but 
the guys seem totally cool with the hot girls have IBS versions. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure guys love wearing sweaters and say hot girls. And totally like, the guys love them. So we're, we're saying I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Daniel's Daniel will will do it. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in the selfies. Let's go. I love it. You guys will I get char- I charge a hefty fee, like my, my- my uh, my celeb social media fee. So we're going to transition to our favorite part of the podcast, which is rapid fire, where we oh. will ask you a series of super random questions and just throw at whatever comes to mind. Perfect. Love All it. Right. Favorite snack. And this is, this is a tough one for you, I guess, because, you know, IBS. No. Yeah, it's two. It's dough cookie dough and Hue chocolate gems. We just, I think the, uh, this, this episode will be in the future, but the episode that we recently, the literally last episode we posted for this week was dope. Yeah. Sabina, we is, a great, Sabina is my, Sabina is my great friend and yeah. I love her and her product more than life. So uh, that What's is your truly, favorite dough flavor. Me and my toddler share, like quite literally we try to, we, we share. And so we're both birthday cake with brownie as a second. And she insists, which is like terrible. I need to like nip this in the bud before she goes to preschool. She insists on eating hers with the gold spoon. Like she will make a scene. She's like, <laughs> gold spoon. Yeah. And she drinks her poppy at the same time. I was telling Sabina this yesterday. And I was like, this is so cringing. I need to fix this. But it's actually like 10 times worse because on New Year's Eve, we gave her a plastic champagne flute and we poured poppy, right? Which is also one of my favorite products into her champagne flute. And... <laughs> We did a cheers and everything. And then she had dough that night. And now every day at like five o'clock, she goes, need champagne and cooked dough. And she means she wants poppy in her champagne glass, cookie dough with the gold spoon. And I'm like, this is so bad. Like your daughter, so bad. she sh- she should be a walking advertisement for Erwan. She so just like put her outside Erwan. Like walks around with the champagne flute and the gold spoon for like 30 minutes. Now I'm like, this is not good. Like I had to like, throw myself on mute. I, I, was, I was laughing a little bit, but it would have been annoying. But. Yeah, like not a good look. It's like she shows up to preschool one day and is like, I need my cookout and my champagne with a gold spoon. They're gonna be like, what are you guys doing at home? <laughs> Question number two, Los Angeles or Portland? Oh, good one. LA. I've lived here since the day I graduated. Never, never leaving. Guilty pleasure. Oh, I like reality TV. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Guilty pleasure is matchmaking. So I was a former matchmaker. I keep a spreadsheet. Whenever I have like 15 minutes, I will go matchmake. Yeah. yeah, we we need a whole new episode just dedicated. Yeah. I just matched two investors and they got engaged yesterday. I literally matched them one year ago when I started fundraising. Didn't know either of them. Both just did a call. They neither of them are investors in Belly Welly, but I matched them together and they told me you you deserve free carry in those funds. <laughs> I just said, look, I need to be at the wedding. They're gonna have an epic wedding. I make a great wedding guest. That's that's always my ask. I'm going on about 30 marriages, I think. So that's always my ask is like just full invite me that's, to the wedding. That's a good ask. Like just yeah. like give me an invite to your dope wedding or like pay for totally. me to come to your wedding. Totally. You don't even need to pay. Like I'm just gonna be there and have a great time. <laughs> I love that. Favorite belly welly flavor. Oh, definitely the our most or our recent exclusive flavor, which is cookies and cream. And then we have a new one coming out in February, which I like haven't said out loud, but I might as well say it right now, which is strawberry shortcake. And it's like definitely my new favorite. Awesome. Last question we ask all of our guests and it's what does it mean to you to subscribe to wellness? In other words, what what do you do on a weekly basis to try to make sure you're living a healthy life while managing belly welly? 
Yeah, it's a great, for me, that means seeking new information. So I used to think it was healthy, just like I identify a healthy routine and stick to that routine every day. And like, for me, I should say that's not good either, right? To do the same thing every day. So I, I made a, make a conscious effort to seek new information and adapt my routine when better information comes out. I like that. That's pretty good. But do you often get like overloaded on all the new information that comes out? Totally. But I'm one of those people that's willing to try anything, right? Within reason. I had stuck to the same supplement for three years and was convinced that was the supplement, right? And then, you know, read a cool article. Now that I'm in CPG, I get, you know, read more of this and switch to their new supplement. Now I love that. So it's, I, I make an effort to try as much as I can, you know, and adapt the, adapt the routine where and when it makes sense or optimize the routine. Totally. Where can our listeners uh, learn more about Belly Welly? Coming out with us on Instagram. Um, I refuse to give up our Instagram, so I manage all of it. So if you get a message, I, I leave voice notes for all of our customers. Anyone who DMs me, I voice note them back. That's my thing. So come say hi on Instagram uh, or Belly Welly Snacks. TikTok, we're, you know, like everyone else trying to figure it out, but having fun. And our website is www.bellywelly. Belly and and Welly are with I. So B-E-L-L-I-W-E-L-L-I. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was honestly a joy. It was super fun. And uh, best of luck with uh, getting all those orders shipped out. It's a good problem to have, as you mentioned. Right back at you guys. Thank you guys so much. It's always a pleasure. Love, love you guys. Love what you guys are doing in, in the world. And talk soon. Thank talk you. And Thank follow you. up with addresses so I can send you sweatshirts and sizes. I'm serious. Deal. Deal. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to order some Belly Welly, use our 20% off custom promo code wellness20. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of the week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.